Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Uh, he has great hands. He has great hands. He's, he outruns his big every night on the floor. And I try to reward him. Every time I get a chance, like I said, because his hand and eye coordination is great, so um, I try to find him and get the ball. Is that why you're so good at just rolling to the rim? Uh, well, he has great touch as well around the rim. He can use both hands. And, um, he knows how to put his body in front of the ball, in front of his defender, <clears throat> and make a shot. Um, it's not so more of a screen as the way he rolls. You know, he gets him to the right seams uh, where I can find him and make it easy for him. And like I said, he always has his hands ready. He's a great finisher. Do you feel like you've seen the improvement in the timing of your cuts and where you're cutting to to get the pass from Rondo? Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, the more you play with all the first team, it, it uh, we kind of get built on each other. They know what I'm going to do. I know what they're going to do, and then we just got to build off that. Uh, you know, it's just one of those things, the more I play with them, the easier it gets. He's a, everybody knows he's a phenomenal passer. Uh, somebody that's going to find the right guy, the open guy. And, uh, tonight it was me, other nights it's been other guys. And, mm -hmm. uh, so we just continue to work together and continue to, uh, try to get somebody open on our team. Celtics with a huge win over the Lakers. They win this one 113-96. Rondo was Rondo, Zeller was Zeller, and it was Uno time. This is the Garden Report on CLNS Radio and Celtics Blog. I'm Jared Weiss from CLNS Radio. With me, as always, Julian Edlow from CLNS Radio. And returning to the show, Not a little bit of absence there. there Jimmy's usually always with Jimmy Toscano. <laughs> He's from everywhere. CSN and Celtics Blog Metro. That's true. That's the important part. Jimmy's always lurking somewhere. So we're going to talk about Rajon Rondo and Tyler Zeller's phenomenal combination tonight. I mean, those guys had the best game together. Probably the two best games of the season for each mm -hmm. of them. But together, first time that they completely destroyed the other team. I mean, it was, a, Jimmy, it's an absolute evisceration down low evisceration. by Tyler Zeller. I like that. I think this is, I mean, remember we, we were talking about Tyler Zeller before the season, like what kind of player he can be in the Celtics? What can we expect out of him? And I said, I think he can be a good role player on this team. I think that he can make an, a, a good contribution off the bench and help these guys, you know, help a team that's rebuilding, sort of, you know, win games like tonight. And I think that's what he is. I mean, I think he had an awful start to the year. He was very slow. He was a little nervous when you're playing with a new team. Mm -hmm. But now we're seeing the connection with him and Rondo where they're almost like two bodies but one mind. Like they just know where <laughs> each other are going to be. And I think it's also, and I don't I just think it's, it just shows you the type of player Rondo is, that he can take Tyler Zeller and in a month turn him into a, a guy who's what, 24 and, and 16, what was it, 24, 
24-14. I mean, 10 for 11 the, shooting. Career the, high 24 points. Yeah, those, those are numbers that Tyler, Tyler Zeller doesn't put up, but they're all created by Rajon Rondo and his ability to see him and know exactly where to pass. And Julian, that was a romantic foreshadowing to part two, by the way. <laughs> but Julian, you, we heard from Tyler after the game talking about the way that he and Rondo have gelled. A lot of that he credited, credited to Rondo being the best passer in the game. And Rondo then said that Tyler Zeller is the greatest hands ever. <laughs> Which, if you look at his hands, they're probably top five of all time of hands in the world. But yeah. I mean, you, you just you see that the I'm, development. I know I'm pretty bold on the show. <laughs> you see, I've done all the research. Trust me. You see the way that Zeller, his cuts are getting more. They're kind of they're more well timed with Rondo's angle, so he can hit him with that pass. Yeah, Rondo also really complimented how good Zeller was off of the roll on their pick and rolls, yeah. and how he's just always there in the right spot and. They just gel. Rondo finds him in the perfect spot. Zeller goes to the perfect spot that Rondo wants him to be. I don't know. I think Rondo and Zeller might like secretly be roommates or something. They're sharing bunk beds, stepbrother style. Uh. Something's going on because they have been fantastic of late, and it all came together with what we saw tonight. Every time, Rondo, I think uh, in the first quarter, Rondo probably fed Zeller five times on uh, on his baskets or so. Five, maybe it was the first half. It was the first half, I think. Yeah. First half, Five yeah. Five or seven were assisted by Rondo. And I, they, they just bring out the best in each other, yeah. really. And who would have thought before the season that Tyler Zeller and Rajon Rondo bringing out the best of each other? Right, and I just think there there isn't enough tape of those guys. I mean, Zeller wasn't a guy that was a big part of, you know, he's just got inserted into the starting lineup. Mm-hmm. He's not on. We've seen it because, you know, we're watching all the games, but I don't think opposing teams really zero in on the Rondo-Zeller connection, yeah, at least not good, until tonight. That's a good so point. So I'm wondering how, they're, how you know, the Wizards are going to come in on Sunday and if that's one of the things they're saying, hey, Rondo's going to crash, you guys are going to all crash in on Rondo, and Zeller's going to be wide open for the seven-foot jumper that, oh, by the way, he's going to hit because he can hit those shots. Mm-hmm. He's shown that in the past. And he did hit those shots And tonight. he did, yeah. And, you know, the thing is, you're talking about game plan, it seemed like the Celtics' game plan was the Lakers are thin in the middle, and we got to attack the middle there, and that's what they did. I mean, they the points in the paint differential was twenty uh, here 19 to 4. So, I'm sorry, that was second chance points. But I mean, still, still goes to shows 54 to 46. So okay. they had a nice little advantage of points in the paint. They'd have a lot of advantages on the box score here. It's hard to sift through all of them. They did. But I mean, they it was pretty clear that they knew that they wanted to attack as early as they can and let the Lakers know that they have to collapse their defense. And you saw the Lakers actually switch to zone later in the later in the first half because yeah. they just couldn't stop the Celtics' triple penetration. I agree. Good. I'm glad that they agree. Uh, just lastly here, Rondo, the way that he looked as a superstar. We were last game we were talking about what the heck's going on with Rondo, Julian. Yeah. You weren't there, but you watched and you know what we're talking about, obviously. But tonight, Rondo absolutely looked like a superstar tonight. He was phenomenal. The, I just like even though he shot six for seventeen, I like the fact that he took seventeen shots. He made himself a part of the offense besides passing the ball. Going forward, I think he'll hit more shots. I think he needs to make himself a scoring threat if this offense is going to be successful. And, you know, who knows, maybe if he didn't take so many shots earlier, the defense wouldn't have allowed so many plays to Zeller. So I overall just liked Rondo's aggressiveness tonight. Right, he, need, he does need to keep shooting the ball because otherwise teams aren't going to they're not going to play up on him. He's not going to have those open passing lanes to find those guys. If he's not taking the shot, they're just going to assume that he's not going to take it. 16, uh, 17 shots is, is a lot of shots. I don't know if if we're all, if we're all it always might, want it to might have been him. a little extreme tonight. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. But that's what they said. Brad Stevens said he, he told Rondo on the treadmill is actually what he said. <laughs> Colin Murray told him that he wanted to you know remain aggressive, keep taking that shot even though it's not might not be falling. The one thing I do want to say though is no free throws for Rondo tonight. That's still the 
Um, you can't miss concern. a free throw if you don't take one, I guess, but you still want him to, <laughs> to be aggressive and go to the hoop. I think when he is going to the hoop, he's passing it a lot instead of you know going up for the shot. And that's been an issue with him is he was so focused on the assists, especially before he got hurt. Mm -hmm. A couple years ago, he had that assist streak going. He was kind of passing out of even wide open layups. Yep. He's got he's to get that out of his system. That He is a pass-first point guard, but you look at Chris Paul as the ultimate model of a pass-first point guard, right? Chris Paul, when he gets his layup, he's going to attack the guy. He's going to kick him mm -hmm. in, the, in the knees, we'll say, since we're trying to be family-friendly tonight. <laughs> but, you know, he'll, he, he, Rondo's got to get into guys' chests. He's got he's to drive at them. It might not be necessarily his style in the same way as a lot of other point guards, but it's an important part of the game, and Rondo needs to be able to make it a part of his game. Right. Now, he's he's taking the outside shots. He hit some of them. It wasn't a great shooting night for him, but it was still a overall a good shot selection night for him. But you definitely want to see a, a few more of those shots going to Jeff Green's way. Probably Jeff Green's seven turnovers maybe took away some of those shots from the, tonight. Definitely. So that's it for part two. When we come back, we're going to talk about Rondo and Kobe's lovely Beacon Hill brunch. And then we'll hand out our Baller of the Night and Boxing Out Awards. So stay tuned for part two. This is the Garden Report on CLNS Radio and Celtics Blog. Yeah, I mean, played well. Played really well. So yeah. I don't anticipate changing it by tomorrow morning's practice. And then secondly, when Tyler can roll to the basket like he does off pick and rolls, how much pressure does that put on a defense and open things up a little bit for Rondo when he's driving just seems like it really puts yeah, a defense Yeah, his hard rolls help us. His hard rolls help us. They help us more when there's a guy shoot that can shoot threes next to him as the four. So, um, you know, I think that that's a, that's a positive. So he, we, we need him to continue to do that. He, you know, and he, he's still a puppy in this. I mean, he's a young guy. He's only in his third year. And, you know, I had forgotten until today that he played for Byron in, in Cleveland. And, um, you know, I don't know if last week was his first start or not, but it has to be close. So um, he's still learning and growing, but he's getting better, getting some confidence too. Yeah, Kobe answered pretty much. You know, we just generally talk about you know, 2008 and 2009-10 seasons. Um, you know, as far as him being a leader, um, leading a lot of young guys this year, same thing as far as me doing the same thing. Struggles he's going through, struggle I'm going through, as far as leading this team, and uh, just how to handle it. Did you offer him any advice in what you're doing, or what he, did he offer you any advice? No, he did a lot of talking. Believe it or not, he did a lot of talking. Why did you want to meet with him? What was the genesis of that? I mean, his breakfast. He asked me, you know, was a good spot to go in Boston. And I've been going to the Paramount for, for nine years since I've been here. And, what is it about Kobe that, that you like? What, what allowed you guys to be friends? Um, I think his initial, um, I think interview called me an asshole, and, and I thought the same thing of him. And <laughs> it was last year, right? Two Quick. assholes having breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, we, uh, you know, we, we, we see the game in a very similar way in terms of demeanor and, and uh, mentality. All right, love was in the air yesterday morning in Beacon Hill. Rondo and uh, Kobe had a nice little brunch there. Don't we tell Laptop Guy that, about. though. Oh, that, <laughs> Laptop Guy was locked in. So let, let's get locked in he about He couldn't this. be bothered. So what was, <laughs> you, what was your first reaction and now your reaction after hearing what Rondo and Kobe had to say about that brunch? My first reaction was, damn, I love that I love that restaurant. I was kind of jealous. Uh, they make really good breakfast there. My second but seriously, though, I don't, I don't think it's a huge deal. I mean, this is the NBA in 2014. Everybody's friends with everybody. Um, it's just the way it is. You, this would be unheard of, you know, two, 20 years ago for a guy in the Celtics to be getting breakfast with a guy in the Lakers. 
But that's just the way it is. Now, it's just a little different because Kobe's not really one of those guys and Rondo wasn't either. So for those two guys to sort of get together, it's sort of like a meeting of the minds or a meeting of the a-holes as they, as they termed it. Um, I think it's okay. I don't think it was a recruiting visit or anything like that. I don't think Kobe's like telling Rondo that, you know, hey, what do you think about coming to L.A.? I, I just don't think that's what it was about. I believe them when they say that they were just sort of reminiscent about the good old days. Yeah, I don't really think it's a big deal either. And the only thing that I would add to what you said about, you know, guys in the NBA being friends these days, two of the guys that kind of aren't like that are Kobe and Rondo, yeah. who aren't your LeBrons, your Kevin Durant's buddy-buddy with everybody. Right. So it's just kind of interesting, like you said, the meeting in the A-holes, the two guys that aren't into the whole friendship thing in the NBA yeah. get together for a breakfast and kind of their secret fraternity or whatever right. you want to call it. <laughs> well, I guess the Illuminati has a really good catering, apparently. Like, <laughs> yeah. they, I mean, that's kind of like a hyper-respect kind of thing. Yeah. But those so. guys are, those are, those are two get-on-my-level kind of guys. And they're definitely on each other's level. I mean, Kobe's the ultimate standard for that. But Rondo, for all the for all the complaints we've had, I mean, the guy the guy is a pretty incredibly hard worker yeah, and a yeah. hyper intelligent basketball player. Extremely competitive. I just think they're kind of a dying breed in that sense, where like they would rather beat the crap out of you on the basketball court than yeah. you know be friend, you know tap you on the on the butt on the way out yeah. after a loss or something like that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, hey, text me after the game. Like, no, that's not what they're gonna do. I don't. Mm-hmm. Very little putt tapping going on. In that <laughs> Very little. Yes. To none. Very little to none. Okay, let's hand out some awards here because those two guys aren't winning MVPs this year considering how bad their teams are. But we do have game MVPs. So first, let's get to our stat of the night, bossing out segment. Let's just work it back and forth here. So, Julian, your award for stat of the night. Stat of the night. I think the starters played fantastic together. Boxing out. Sorry. <laughs> all, five, all five starters were in double figures, led by Zeller's 24, all the way down to Rondo got to 12. Jeff Green, 19, Sullinger, 17, Avery Bradley, 16. I just think the starting lineup played very well together, highlighted by Rondo and Zeller's connection. And I think that's the first time we uh, threw some bows yeah, with, uh, yeah, he, with Jules he wasn't, yeah. he wasn't ready for that. He wasn't ready for that. Maybe remember Evans had some very sharp, long elbows there. He had good yeah, reach. He, he, I'll bring he, my he got dirty next with time. He go up high. That's true. <laughs> so, well, he was already up pretty high to be sure, with. He was a tall guy. What's up, Evans? Uh, my boxing out is 16 to 14. That's Rondo's assist, 16, compared to the Lakers' entire team of 14 assists. Uh, the Lakers, they missed a ton of open shots, and I don't think it was as bad as it looks on, on paper. I think Kobe would have had more assists if, if some of his teammates could actually hit any shots. Mm-hmm. Um, but just goes to show you how the ball movement on the Celtics, and especially with Rondo out there, is just can't really compare it to other teams. And for me, my number, more romantic stuff, it's 69. That is the differential in the plus minus okay, Gronk. between Rondo and Kobe. Yeah, <laughs> 69. Uh, so Rondo had a plus 40. Kobe had a Very minus 29. Show. I did yeah. a little bit of addition there because, you know. Gronk brands. Right. Uh, but yeah, so that I thought that was a pretty fun coincidence for a very juvenile reporter over here. Yeah, a major night. Yeah, but I'll give him my baller tonight. That's Rondo. I mean, we already went over it. Yeah. The guy, the guy was filthy. But just to go through the numbers: 16 assists, 12 points, eight rebounds. I almost, almost broke out the triple a double alert, but he, he fell a yeah. little bit short mm-hmm. there. But mine's gonna be test-test. mine's gonna be Zeller, 24 and, and 12, or 24 and yeah, 24, 24 and 14. 14. I'll get that right by the end of the show. Day. 24 and 14. Sorry, I'm not used to talking about these high numbers with Zeller. <laughs> right. But uh, he, he gets my award tonight. I just think he's he's the center that they that they lacked in the beginning of this year and all last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Zeller was the, the clear baller in my mind. But just to make an argument, Sullinger kind of got lost in the front court mix. He had 17 points, 13 rebounds, and shot a very efficient 5 of 9. I thought that he was 
really great tonight, and we would be talking about him a lot if Zeller didn't have a career game. So the, the front court overall together, if the two starters can do that, they're going to win those games. Yeah. Well, that was pretty easy for them tonight. They I mean, had a big lead. Train. That's right. Let's go catch this train. So big lead. They didn't blow it. That's it. Remember, Garden Report is on Facebook, so like us there. Download us on iTunes and listen to the show. Download the Sealants Radio post-game show on iTunes. Check all these guys out in all the various places. They write. Peace out. Garden Report. Seven minutes. Blah, blah, blah. Peace. See ya. Um, The right way. You know, when uh, there's a lot of Laker fans here, they cheer. uh, A lot of Celtics fans here, they boo. And I appreciate both of them, you know, because... um, they really understand the game here. And, you know, when they get on me and they boo, and um, I, I sincerely appreciate that because it means I'm doing something right, and um, yeah, I feel part of the, you know, kind of the history between the two ball clubs when they do that. So it, it always feels good. But they weren't really booing tonight, did they? <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it, you it, think something was going right? Well, I mean, when the Celtics when the Celtics struggle, uh, you know, there's plenty of other things to do in Boston, I guess, <laughs> and uh, but. You know, that year where they were rolling, man, this place was, this place was nuts. You you definitely went and heard Kobe chants in 2009 and 8 and 10, so.